the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning, you're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Thursday morning. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damien Clotto and David Dawson. Hey guys, good morning. Good morning. Yes, happy Thursday, everyone. Yes, indeed. Yes. We got three candles lit, Damien. Mm-hmm. Let's roll with it. Two violet, one rose, yep. and one to go. And today is the feast day of St. Peter of Canisius, and so we'll offer up a prayer and ask for his intercession in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. O God, you endowed your priest, St. Peter Canisius, with holiness and learning for the defense of the church. Through his intercession, grant that those who seek the truth may joyfully find you, and that the people of believers may ever persevere in bearing witness to you. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 We will learn more during our Saint of the Day on St. Peter Canisius. So (laughs) stick around for that. I actually don't know much about this saint, so looking forward to that segment. Yes. (laughs) In uh, 10 After, we have a little goal we want to tell you about that we are trying to reach. Uh, Before the start of 2024, David Dawson Sr. will give us some details about it, so stick around and help us to reach our goal. In 18 minutes, Gary Zimak joins us. He's a Catholic speaker and uh, uh, founder of FollowingTheTruth.com. I'm getting all of my, uh, it's it's definitely the end of the year, you guys. I'm getting all of my guests from 2023 mixed up. I almost said he was a pilgrimage leader, convert, and everything. (laughs) Gary Zimak's going to talk to us about hope this season. (laughs) So looking forward to Gary's segment. And 35 after the hour, David Dawson Jr. joins us. He's a COO of Witness to Love. Today, he's going to be talking about the reality of Christmas with the family. And in 48 minutes, Dr. Ben Reinhardt is dusting off our Tolkien books, you know, the good ones, and on our bookshelf. He's a professor over at Franciscan University of Steubenville, and we're going to be talking about the new Emmaus Academy course on Tolkien's liturgical imagination. I can't imagine what this... <laughs> it's a, going to be interesting. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I know that. So yes. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Most well. definitely. So looking forward to these wonderful guests today. Well, good. Weather-wise, you should be looking forward to another great day. Just like yesterday, it's going to be almost a carbon copy, a little warmer. High 68 today. Hmm. Low is going to be 53. Winds out of the east at 5 to 10 miles an hour. So you still may want to carry a sweater or a light jacket with you wherever you may go. Tomorrow will be a few degrees warmer, 71 is the expected high, and may become overcast in some areas, and the same holds true for Saturday. However, on Sunday, Christmas Eve, we have a 90% chance of rain, Really, and we hope that it tapers (laughs) off by Christmas on Monday morning, but they're saying about a 50% chance of rain on Monday, Christmas Day. 
the high will be around 70, so it won't be that cold, so we won't have the wet and cold. But wet. let's get rid of the wet, and let's start praying hard that we have a sunny Christmas, if nothing else. Temperatures in and around the area. Home at Thibodeau, it's 49 degrees right now, as well as in New Orleans elsewhere. It's 46 in Baton Rouge, Covington and Mobile reporting 41 degree temperatures, and over in Biloxi, 44 degrees. So uh, those are your temps as well as your forecast, and let's hope it's not totally accurate. You know, well, I'm still appreciating the wet. You know, that dry oh, well, heat. The drought is not totally yeah, over yet, exactly. believe it or not. I think we need it, so, so it's appreciated. Yeah. Well, it's five after. One thing we do need is the gospel and Jimmy's reflection. And we'll have that coming up on Wake Up. A blessed Thursday of the third week of Advent. I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel comes to us from Luke chapter 1. Mary set out in those days and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believe that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. Today's gospel gives us an important lesson on the free flow of authentic love, which never rests on us. Mary had just received the stunning message from the angel Gabriel that she was chosen to become the mother of the Messiah, who was also the only begotten divine son of the Heavenly Father. And then as soon as she consented with the humble words, let it be done to me according to your word, Jesus was tabernacled in her womb. This is the most astounding dignity that could be bestowed on any human. But what is Mary's response? There's no outburst of joy that says, oh, Look at me! I'm to be the mother of God! Oh no! Her total self-sacrificing love can only focus on God, who completely has a heart, and on his earthly children, whom she considers above herself. Her heart immediately shifts from her submission to God to the elderly Elizabeth, who is in need of service in her pregnancy. St. Luke informs us that Mary went in haste to assist Elizabeth, who lived in the hill country of Judea. Well, this was no trip down the block, but a difficult walk of about 80 miles over mountainous terrain. And so it was that she was destined to be the mother of God and the queen of heaven and earth, saw herself in the low estate of God's slave girl. Her joy was fully in God our Savior, for holy is his name, and his mercy is on those who fear him. Notice how Mary's love for God flows to the needs of others without any consideration for herself. Elizabeth is in need, so she must go in haste. 
Undoubtedly, St. Joseph accompanied Mary on the difficult journey to Elizabeth. He would also experience the shock of Mary's miraculous pregnancy when he came to return her to Nazareth six months later. But with Mary, there's no anxiety, for everything is in God's hands. There's a great deal we can learn from meditating on the mystery of Mary's visit to Elizabeth. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sayers. Thank you, Father Chris Decker and Jimmy Sayers for today's gospel and reflection. It is 11 past the hour. We're so glad you are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Collado and David Dawson. And David, you know, as we come to the close of 2023 and enter into 2024, we have big plans, but yeah. we also have big, ambitious goals yeah. that uh, are quite exciting. So tell our listeners a little bit about a goal that we are trying to reach before the end of 2023. They are. We we were hoping it, it, it came unexpectedly, but it came beautifully. So we have an opportunity here. And uh, so we're doing a campaign for a lot of folks who haven't made their end-of-the-year decisions on what uh, charity to donate to for their tax purposes and such. And it turns out we have the opportunity to pay off a big note. This note's been going on for over six years. It was uh, it, it was over $500,000, okay? And we have been paying a monthly note, okay, each month for $6,000 for this because we want to go ahead and pay it off as soon as possible so the balance now, thank God, is down to around $100,000, just a little bit over $100,000. Well, two wonderful people stepped up and said, look, we're going to put up 25 each matching, okay? So let's get $50,000 more. If we can get $50,000 more in, that note is paid off, and that's $6,000 mm -hmm. a month is much needed because we have to update our equipment. We, ha we have to pay for things. You know, you're... You guys, your cell phones, you know, you got to update those things every now and then because they only last so long and then they just kind of malfunction or stop working. Well, that we have <laughs> lots of computers and equipment just like that around here. And then there's the wear and tear in general on the other equipment. So we have to we have to keep this up. We have to maintain it. It's getting expensive. And everybody knows that the monthly bills have gone up everywhere, our insurance, our electric bills, things like that. So this would help us out a great deal. So if you go to the website, I have uh, it's right there at the beginning of the website, Matching Tower. Oh, gosh, I forgot what the little button says, but you'll see it plain as day. And yeah. all you have to do is put your name and phone number in there, and I promise you I will get right back with you. We were getting some responses, and I really appreciate it. Some folks has actually come to the studio and walked in the door, and it is just it's just been wonderful. I can't thank you enough. In fact, I have a phone call to make this morning, so I really appreciate that. But that is it, – it, it's a huge opportunity for us to close out the year um, – with What's some great can we news. say who's matching, or is that we 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 can do we go to ccmedia.live. That's ccmedia.live. Okay, yeah, and like two wonderful people. Yes, two wonderful people, David. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but yes. wow, like six six grand a month. That's a lot of money. That's a lot to go of money. toward one thing, mm -hmm. and yes. so having that gone and paid off is 
would go towards so many other different things that we need, like you said, Dave, in the studio because equipment is constantly updating and changing and evolving, all mm-hmm. for the the mm-hmm. the e- best, better for us because it's easier for us right. in a sense, but uh, it can cost more. And well, of course, you know, with electricity going up and everything, it all yeah. adds up. So we, we have help a we lot. have always been by the grace of God running. We by the grace of God, we're paying yes. the bills. We're not one of these um, foundation. We we don't have foundations to draw from. Okay, we don't have large grants because we started off with nothing and the bills are getting paid by the grace of God. That's what I appreciate so much so. Mm-hmm. But boy, this is a big one. <laughs> you know, and I would love to <laughs> I would love to get it yeah. out of the way. And that would make a big difference. It'd make us all breathe easier. Uh, to say when a piece of equipment breaks, hmm, okay, God, a piece of equipment broke, <laughs> you gotta pay for it. He does, he comes through. But uh, <laughs> this is this is uh, so ccmedia.live. And uh, match that button. I promise I'll get right back with you. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dave. Let's help us reach our goal. CCmedia.live is a website you can go and donate now. Stay with us. We have more coming after the break. 15 past the hour on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for December 21st. Today we celebrate St. Peter Canisius. Blessed with many talents, today's saint is an excellent example of a scriptural person who develops those gifts for the sake of the Lord's work. Born in 1521, Peter became one of the most important figures of the Catholic Counter-Reformation in Germany. He is often called the second apostle of Germany, after St. Boniface. He taught in several universities and was instrumental in establishing many colleges and seminaries. As a young man, Peter joined the recently formed Society of Jesus. Following his ordination, he gained fame as a preacher. He packed churches with his eloquent proclamation of the gospel. He also possessed great diplomatic skills. He produced a catechism that explained the Catholic faith in a way common people could understand. His letters, filling eight volumes, contain words of wisdom and counsel to people in all walks of life. Through Peter, many lapsed Catholics returned to the church, while many Protestants converted. He also found time to visit the sick and imprisoned. During a plague in Vienna in 1551, he worked tirelessly to help the sick. Peter Canisius died in 1597. At his canonization in 1925, he was also declared a doctor of the church. The new Saint of the Day app is available now for your smartphone or tablet. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Almost 19 after the hour on this Thursday morning, December 21st, just a few days before Christmas. And my true love gave to me. No, I won't tell you what it is. But I will tell you, Gary Zimick is with us. And Gary is an author. He's a speaker. He's written books like God is Still Good, Give Up Worry for Good, also Give Up Worry for Lent. When Lent gets here, we'll be... Hyping that up a little bit. But in the meantime, Christmas is right around the corner. And I tell you what, stress and anxiety is usually when it develops and it starts to peak the few days before we get to Christmas, whether you're still shopping around for gifts, trying to figure out what's going to be on the menu still, what family members are coming and not coming to the house, and a whole lot more. And Gary, help us out. And first of all, welcome to Wake Up. 
But how do we not blow a gasket before Christmas? <laughs> oh, man. Damien, David, thank you for having me. I'm glad we're having this discussion. You know, you and I texted about this yesterday. I had one idea of what I was supposed to talk about. You came up with another idea. And, and I think we're on the right track. I think we need to talk about this. And before I, I reveal the secret of not blowing a gasket, and I'm not sure if I, I know that secret, but I just want to say... Uh, you know, to be totally transparent, um, I, I think sometimes we put too much pressure on the feeling of Christmas and that it has to be perfect. Personally speaking, yeah. I got a lot of junk going on in my life right now. And as I shared with you, some extended family problems. And uh, we're going to see some people on Christmas Eve that we have not seen in a long time, extended family members. And there's a reason we haven't seen them in a long time. Mm. There's some ugly stuff going on. It's not easy. This is going to be a different Christmas for my family. My wife's family is having some big problems, and um, that's affecting us. And also, my sister, my only sister, moved away this year. Mm. So the Zimak family is pretty much alone. It, it's difficult. So not to bring you down, but it's tough sometimes. And yeah. I think it begins with understanding that we're not always going to feel it. We're not always going to feel that happy, that external happiness, and and, and uh, you know, uh, and everything is perfect like it is on TV, because we're not. But one thing, brother, never changes, and that's the fact that Jesus Christ came into this world two thousand years ago, and He wants to come more deeply into my life now. So if I focus on that, and it's hard sometimes, if I keep focusing on that, my relationship with Christ, I can find the peace that he wants me to have and that I want to have, even though I've got problems externally. Yeah, and I can relate, and this will be the first Christmas where my wife's dad will not be present. He passed away earlier this year, and that's tough for family members, too, is uh, you can't yeah. bring that loved one back, and they're doing some different things to, to try to keep his memory alive, and it's uh, one of the, he was a farmer. And one of the things that we're doing to try to, I, I guess, just to keep uh, his memory is uh, they took his tool chest and they cleaned off the tools and we're wrapping a tool for everybody. And you got to pick the oh, pick uh, and grab a present and that tool will be in your toolbox forever. Nice. Very good. So, uh, but but that's just uh, it was it was a great idea that they came up with. My wife came up with, and um, more importantly, um, that that's tough to how how can one uh, handle that situation? Because I, even though we're doing that, I could tell you, uh, his wife, my wife's uh, mom, she's struggling. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you know, we I think we have to acknowledge that we have to admit it. If we're the person going through it, or if we know somebody who's going through it, we have to recognize that that sadness. Damien, when my uh, when my mother died several years ago, actually it was my father. When my father died um, at his at his funeral, the priest mentioned that when my, when someone dies, there's a hole. There's a hole mm. left in our hearts, and that hole is never. Um, that emptiness is going to be there. The only person who could fill that hole is Jesus. And, and that's what he's really good at. And I think that we have to admit that it's, we're, we're going to be sad. We're going to be sad whether we're alone, whether somebody died. There is sadness in this world, but this, the good news is this world is not our final home. We're all headed 
somewhere good, somewhere, somewhere where there is no sadness, there are no tears, there is no sorrow. And I think by, by working on, on, on focusing on the true meaning of Christmas and the Lord coming into our world to, to, to lift those burdens and to free us from sin and from depression and anxiety, I mean, that's why he came for him, to focus on him and let yeah. him and, and let and him fill in those that emptiness. This was not to make it a downer before Christmas. Trust me, uh, and it's not something you maybe want to hear in the first thing in the morning. But but you, we do right. need to address it. More importantly, how do we incorporate Christ and and hope? Because he he does bring hope for each and every one of us yes. in stressful and depressing and in times of uh, anxiety. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, Damien, I'm glad we're going here, because I think we need to be realistic about this. I don't want to come on and say, oh, everything's going to be great. It's such a wonderful <laughs> time, because somebody's listening, saying, yeah. no, that guy, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm hurting. Right. And Jesus does get that. How many times do we see in the Gospel where the Lord's heart is moved with pity for the people? Mm-hmm. And that touches me when I read that. He cares. If I'm crying, he's crying along with me. The good news is he can do something to help me. So what I do, I, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to go to daily Mass every day and receive Him. Um, I, I try to read some Scripture every day. I pray. My wife and I pray. And we, we maintain that connection with the Lord. And if we do that, if we give Him a chance, He will gradually, not always all at once, but That's right. gradually give us a sense of peace. doesn't always take away the sadness, but there's a sense of peace. You get peace of 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 soul peace of mind mm-hmm. as opposed to just feeling good and and i think ultimately that's what we're all looking for we've got to stay close to him and we have to believe choose to believe that he is real and that he wants to help us and that he can help us you know uh damien and and and, and gary what what y'all brought up earlier i, I found fascinating because i realized it's too faceted here you can actually get frustrated anxious and everything and preparing and trying to get done what's not getting done. But then, Gary, you pointed out you're also searching and looking for a feeling of Christmas. So you have these two-fold expectations, and if they're not met, Mm. it's kind of a double whammy. Man, you saw what I mean? Yeah. And, you, and, and so, so you, you, it's like, where yeah. is that good feeling? I'm not having it. Where is that Christmas yep, feeling? Yep. And when you don't have those expectations, uh, and and Gary, I mean, I think that's what you're helping us do here is how do we lower those expectations of ourselves? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. I mean, and look, I'm struggling with it right now. My wife is going through some pretty serious anxiety and, and yeah. insomnia. Right. Probably caused by the family stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And here we are a couple of days before Christmas. She's not necessarily feeling it. Yeah. I'm not feeling it because I'm concerned about her. You know, it's, it's hard. But, but there is that sense of uh, that peace that comes from turning it over to the Lord yeah. and, and just getting out there and, um, you know, connecting with Him. And also, we found that helping others who might be hurting is a great way to give yourself mm-hmm. a sense of peace because Amen. those yeah. of us who worry, right, we tend to get caught up in our own problems, in our own little world. But man, there are so many hurting people out there that that we can help in, in some way. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, and, and those problems, and, they show and, themselves. Well, I know the that. key is yes. to avoid conflict because oh, okay. yeah. that that's for sure. Yeah. And and if you can do that, yeah. and and Gary, I'll be praying for you and your family because uh, I, I, I I'm Thank glad you. to see that you, you guys maybe 
making amends. Boy, how beautiful it would be if that were to happen. And at the same time, it, it doesn't hurt to, as, as Dave was referring to, make sure the expectations are not too high, but more importantly, right. set some boundaries for, for even the event at the yeah. house, you know, between you and your immediate family or you and your spouse. Because the last thing you want is conflict between you and the wife the day everybody's there. You know what I mean? That's, exactly. That can be embarrassing, exactly. to say the least. So, so what 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 you're it, saying it, there exactly. is is to um, like we talk about lower expectations and everything. It's okay to be sad. It's it, okay it, to be sad, and, and, and then yes. at loving yeah, others and acting with love towards another is what Gary, I believe you're saying, is gives us peace. So it's the action of love. Right. Okay, I like that. But find, like that. find okay the joy. My my wife's motto is love and joy. Find the love and mm-hmm. the joy in the moment. No matter how sad yeah. you are, try. I mean, it could be a grandchild coming Something. up and just giving grandma a hug. I'll take that. Who's all sad. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, the smile and, and, and the love from that little grandchild makes her day. And those are the kind of things right. that, that we can help and tell the little one, you know, hey, go, go hug grandma. Or go hug granny, yes. whatever her name is. So anyway, just little things like that. Be thoughtful in the process. Yes. Amen. Yeah, yeah, and, and Damien, you mentioned hope. We got we can't lose sight of that hope. The ultimate hope lies in Christ. He redeemed us. He opened the gates of heaven. This world is temporary. So whatever we're going through, mm-hmm. this world is not meant to be heaven. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean we can't have those moments of peace. But one day, this is all not going to matter. One day, we are going to find that ultimate peace and happiness, and no problems, no worries, nothing, none of the bad stuff. But right now. We get, we got to muddle through life sometimes, and don't be afraid to be sad. And remember that the Lord can bring us peace, even in the midst of that sadness. And oftentimes, He lets us go through things in order to draw us closer to Him. At least that's what I've found in my life. Yes. Amen. Get well, Gary Zemak, yes. thank you so much for being with us. We love having you on, and we hope you have a blessed Christmas. And as I said, we will be oh, praying for you and your family. You. Yes. Thank you, Damon, and thanks, everyone. God bless you all. It's always great to be with you. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. You too. Merry Christmas. You can get more info on Gary and all his books for, by following thetruth.com. By the way, you're tuning your heart to the truth. Don't go too far. It is already 30 after the hour. It is 35 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. Our next guest is David Dawson Jr. He is the COO of Witness to Love. And today we are, looks like we're going to continue our discussion on the reality of Christmas with the family. But this take is going to have a a, a twist with Dave Jr. Good morning. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dave. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, you know, we are only days away from Christmas. So the reality of Christmas with a family, Dave, I just want to be, uh, I just want to sit in your chair, sit in a chair in your house and just kind of watch how Ah, you guys do things because Kate, Kate's a boss and I just have to know how it happens at your house during the holidays. It must be so exciting. I've had that opportunity. And let me tell you, it's, 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 it's quite the show. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, Charge of mission, yeah, Dave. 
Uh, yeah, well, this year, I'm not sure you want to be sitting in a chair in our house this year. We got COVID oh, yeah. at the house right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, Merry Christmas. Yeah, it was, right, right, right. Well, and it's funny, you know, with, with, with Christmas, I think even so as kids, we certainly kind of idealize like this is where all the greatness that I've ever hoped for is going to happen, you know, and uh, as, as adults, we know that that's necessarily, not necessarily true, but we still, that still tends to be what defines what our thoughts and our hearts, you know, what they tend towards as we move towards the Christmas season. We got the Advent wreath that's, you know, it's we're getting closer now. We know we've only got one day of the fourth candle, which is super exciting. And so mm-hmm. we're, we're looking forward to something. But for the most part, it's kind of like, you know, when we look forward to going to the mailbox or picking up our phones, we're looking forward to something. We don't know what that something is, but we hope it's there, you know. And I think Christmas is like the ultimate, you know, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that dynamic. And so what happens, though, is that the reality of, of especially when we have families, like or the reality that we just don't have a whole lot of control over the things that, that are most important to us. We don't have a whole lot of control of whether we get sick or not, uh, of, of whether mm-hmm. we suffer or not. You know, these are things that the circumstances don't stop happening to us just because it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we, we try to do our best to kind of Look forward to losing ourselves in the, in the joy of opening gifts or, or eating good food or being with people that we love. But, like, the truth is, like, the, none of the difficult things go away. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you think about the first Christmas, I think we kind of idealize it because there were angels and stuff. But, I mean, it's, it's the circumstances were that there was the government was making poor decisions and there were tax issues. And, you know, they had to do a census and travel. And, and go slow because of, of physical limitations, and they were poor, which meant that they didn't have influence, so they couldn't just go find a place with, you know, a rich aunt or something like that, where they'd like, all right, we'll be all right, because aunt so-and-so's in Bethlehem, so we'll just stay with her. You know, like, they had to go, and they got there late, you know, because she's pregnant, they're moving slow, which meant they had to go in a manger, and she's about to have a baby. So, like, none of the circumstances mm-hmm. go away mm-hmm. just because God's involved or just because we're celebrating yeah. something big. And I think that, for us, can be very scandalous especially around Christmas time. Um, but the good news is, is that God is not like, like, hey, look, it's Christmas. See if you can find a way to eke out a good time. You know, like, right. see if you can find a way to, to, to numb <laughs> yeah. and, and, and escape the pain. You know, it's, the truth is, like, God, and the whole, what we're celebrating is God, God actually enters into it in a more real way than we give Him credit for most of the time, in a more real way than we could ever ask or imagine. And that is huge. Mm-hmm. And I think for the most part, we haven't really allowed ourselves to sink into that. But the good news is that's what the grace of Christmas is for, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yes, we're not alone in that, definitely. but it, it can be something that easy to forget. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember as a kid, when we were getting into the car to go to my grandfather's house on Christmas day. And my dad would say, you know, we wait all year for this day and it's finally here. And as a kid, I'm like, He's so right, you know, and then it goes by so quickly. So one of the things (laughs) I know that the holidays can be a difficult time for many people, losing a loved one, trying to navigate that. Maybe they've lost a loved one years ago. The pain does not go away. Maybe asking God, what can we do? What does he want us to do for this day, which can be difficult to do? I know for many of us, uh, including myself, this Christmas is going to be a little bit different. Uh, Traditions have changed. Family members have passed away this year, and it's going to just feel different. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's going to be weird, and it's kind of scary, but we want to enjoy the time. So what can we do, Dave, to be present in the moment? Because it is now as Catholics, we celebrate Christmas, the season of, of Christmas for days, uh, but that right. day on December 25th with family. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think a lot of times, and the traditions are wonderful. They kind of keep us rooted in something, something very special that's happening. But a lot of times, mm-hmm. like I said, sometimes the comfort of the tradition uh, can be what we kind of idolize, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, maybe this year, a major focus could be like the prayer being, Lord, help me to know what it's like to actually receive joy from the fact that you mm-hmm. came as opposed to just letting that be the excuse for me to feel joy in traditions and food and presence and these kind of things. That, that the traditions and food and presence point us to the fact that there's something really big happening, and that's worth getting excited. And when we get excited, we get together and get excited together. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you look at the, mm-hmm. the, the gospel today as a visitation, right? Like Mary and, and Elizabeth just got excited together. They got together and were like, whoa, this is awesome. You know, and, and they, you know, filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. She cried out in a loud voice. She got loud, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's something that a lot of times we, so it, it leads us to joy, but the joy is rooted in something very good and that's not going to go away. And it's not dependent on circumstances. You know, it's not dependent on, on, on who's, who's with us and who's not. You know, like it's, those are all that, it's all wrapped up. It's all a part of it. It's all affected by it. But I think to be able to pray like, Lord, for this Christmas, help me to, you know, to, 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 to understand, like, what is so great about you showing up? Because yeah. everybody mm-hmm. says it's good. Everybody says all the, all the stuff that I'm reading in the gospel and the scripture, every reflection, like, this is supposed to be something that gives me a lot of joy. Help me to feel that this year, mm-hmm. or to understand it a little bit better so that I can rejoice in that. And all the other stuff that we're doing, the traditions, the food, everything becomes like, or, you know, I now have a reason for those things. Like, I know why. Mm-hmm. So those things don't become the end in themselves. They become, you know, a, a symptom of a greater joy that's much deeper, right? Right, right. Yeah. Otherwise, you're and, running and, on you know, automatic, and and uh, yeah. and then when it's over, it's going to let you down, right? God, is it yeah. ever? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. We all know that feeling. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, we're only days away and, and there are so many things that maybe we have to do. Maybe we're hosting Christmas at our own house and we have things to do. We want to make it look perfect, uh, you know, <laughs> or maybe we're getting ready for that difficult family member to enter to the home and how we're going to, yeah. you know, act and our, you know, my, it, it, all the things that happen when family gathers and we're a little nervous with That's things, right. but uh, saying, okay, what do you want me to do today? How do you want me to act you know, how, how yes. should I present myself? How would you want me to do that? And let him show you that. And a lot of the times he will. And a lot of the times he's yeah. silent. You know, God works in mysterious ways. Uh, but to find sure. that joy, sure. Dave, in the midst of yeah. in the midst of the chaos, but, but happiness and joy that can come with it. That's right. And to know that, like, if I can sink into that, there's something that I'm going to have that's like this glowing coal you know, the deep within me that like it, the rest of the stuff that happens on the outside, whether it lives up to my expectations or not, kind of doesn't matter as much. Yes. And I, I mean, even more than kind of, it just doesn't matter as much. Right. Uh, and God knows mm-hmm. the things that are going to affect us. And this isn't going to be perfect, but I think a good way to prepare, sit with the gospels of this week. Right. Mm-hmm. When you pray a rosary, like pray, asking Mary, help me to sink into this. You rejoiced in this, mm-hmm. despite all the limitations you had. You know, like somehow you were able to fully rejoice in God coming present in the world. So, like, help me to do that. Let the mysteries of the, of the especially the joyful mysteries, like, let it sink. Let, let's ask Mary to help us sink into these things. I think a lot of times we think mm-hmm. that I've got to figure out a way to be joyful. I've got to figure out a way to feel better about this. And the truth is, we don't know how, otherwise we'd have done it already. You know, <laughs> so to ask God, like, Absolutely. hey, I don't know how to do this. Help me to know how to do this. Like, you sink me into it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think give it a few days of doing that, pray your rosary, get, get into the gospel, ask the Holy Spirit, be surprised at what God's able to accomplish 
when we let him and stop trying to do it ourselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, right. No, yeah. You're so true. You're so right. David Dawson Jr., COO of Witness to Love. Dave, I hope you and your family feel better and have a wonderful Christmas uh, in the days thank to come. You. But thank and you so much for being we'll with us today. Christmas. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I always feel like I I just imagine I guess it's always a party at your house uh, with all of the (laughs) wonderful laughs and joys and snuggles and everything that come with it it's always a party and a tragedy all at the same time somehow (laughs) for some reason Gabby thinks kids don't fight amongst themselves David that's one for the next show it all depends on what part of the house you're looking at exactly (laughs) who broke what toys for Christmas thanks guys take care Thank you. Stay with us. We're talking to Dr. Ben Reinhardt on Tolkien's liturgical imagination. When we return from the break, it is 45 past the hour on Wake Up. past the hour you are tuning your heart to the truth i'm david dawson along with gabby smith and damian Collado. and right now we are joined by dr ben reithart he's a professor at franciscan university of steubenville and we're going to talk about the new emmaus academy course on tokens liturgical imagination good morning doctor Good morning. How are you? We're doing fine. Doing fine. Uh, you know, this is a when you say Tolkien's liturgical imagination, that is a huge <laughs> brushstroke here. And, and and let me back it way up. I was going to ask you what is a liturgical imagination, but really, what is lir- liturgy? So, well, you know, liturgy is the public prayer of the church. It's okay. what we do in common, and it's the orderly prayer that the church sets forward for us. Right? Yeah. And it's the main way that the church teaches the faithful, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Because we can read books, we can read the Bible, but the main way that the church teaches the faithful is how we pray together. So if somebody goes to Mass daily, if somebody prays the Liturgy of the Hours, if somebody does all this, it's going to be something that leaves an imprint on, uh, on how you see the world, mm-hmm. on how you imagine yourself in relation to God's creation, on all these things. So liturgy is the prayer of the Church, and a liturgical imagination is one that's been formed by participation in Mass, in the sacraments, and uh, and the liturgy that the Church sets out for us. So if you're talking about if, if, if we steep ourselves, for instance, in Liturgy of the Hours, we, we attend Mass frequently and such, we can see this pattern running throughout our entire lives in our, in our daily functions? That, that's absolutely right. You know, I mean, so... The Church stamps all of time with prayer, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Seven times a day, I will praise you. And if we do this, if we enter into the prayer life of the Church, we will come out as different people. And, you know, this is Advent, right? This is the perfect time to think about this. Yeah. We're we're in the O antiphons right now, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So if you pray the O antiphons going into Christmas, right? This morning, I'm sure you saw the radiant dawn rising, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right? It's going to impact every aspect of your daily life, and that's what we mean when we talk about a liturgical imagination. Oh, I see. Okay, I see what you're going. And so what, what, what you're talking about is, okay, well, how does Tolkien uh, intertwine <laughs> this, then? So, so how, how does Tolkien intertwine with this? Well, we are this year in the 50th anniversary of Tolkien's death, right? He's okay. widely recognized as the sort of great English-speaking author of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people mm-hmm. know that Tolkien was a Catholic, and in fact, a pretty devout Catholic. Mm-hmm. 
but people haven't paid a lot of attention to the ways that the liturgy of the church, right, and his love for the liturgy would have been something that worked its way into his imagination and worked its way into how he expresses himself in literature. And that's where those two things intersect, right? Okay. If, thesis one, if somebody has in fact participated regularly in the liturgy, it impacts the way they see the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thesis two, Tolkien as a daily mass goer and somebody who's raised, you know, in uh, the Birmingham Oratory that John Henry Newman founded, Mm -hmm. as somebody like this, he is going to have that stamp put on his mind. Yeah, yeah. So, So as he's writing his stories, well, let me ask you this then. As we're reading his stories, if we are liturgically um, active, uh, if, if, if we are steeped in our liturgical practice, are we gonna, we're going to see that much more clearly in his stories? Oh, you're going to see it much more clearly in the stories, and okay. it's something that sort of flows out of and flows back into the liturgy. But can I give you just two examples? Yeah, two I was about to ask you for one. <laughs> I'll take three, All right. sure. <laughs> All right, so, so, so here we go. Um, actually, this is a fortuitous day to be talking about this, because once again, we're in the O Antiphons, you mm-hmm. know, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, right. and, today's, and today's is O, o Radiant Dawn, or O Day Spring, it's mm-hmm. the O Orion's lyric. Mm-hmm. In fact, the entirety of Tolkien's legends comes from this lyric in the, uh, in the O Antiphons. Um, the year was 1913. Tolkien was studying Old English at Oxford, and he came across an Old English translation of the O Orion's O Radiant Dawn lyric. Okay. It goes um, in Old English, Alla erendil engla beorftast over middenyard monum sendit. And he was just fascinated by the sound of that poetry. He was fascinated by the word erendil, and it just sort of lit a fire in his mind. And then he started to think about, well, what would this day spring look like? And what would it look like if we wrote a mythology around this day spring coming to earth for deliverance? And then everything else over the next 50 years of Tolkien's writing, he says, sprang out of that one sort of imaginative spark My from goodness. the O Radiant Dawn lyric, right? <laughs> wow. So, that, that's a pretty big one, right? That's a pretty big one. We knew um, that when we booked you. Uh, we knew that well, we yeah, were going to... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was so happy when the 21st was available, right? <laughs> um, that's amazing. Just, it's such an interesting thought to try and link his works with just that being the inspiration yep. to everything. Yep. That's almost so extreme, but it honestly makes sense because I found that with C.S. Lewis works as well. There yeah. is a connection between church teaching and what we see in his books as well. So such, that's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, and Tolkien, yeah. Tolkien's going to be a little bit softer on it than, than Lewis, right? Like Lewis is a little bit more direct in the allegory, and Tolkien's a little yeah. bit more subtle, right? Right. But, but it is there, so... Um, you know, if, if you've read The Fellowship of the Ring, the day that the Fellowship sets out on the quest, mm-hmm. do you know the day that they set out on the quest? No. Don't say it's today's it's date. De- <laughs> it's not today's date. It's not okay. today's date. It's December the 25th. Okay. Right? All right. And at one point, Tolkien says this happened just by accident. Um, you, you don't start this sort of mission of redemption, this quiet mission of redemption, on Christmas Day by accident, right? Right. Um, so the mission begins on December the 25th, and then it ends, and the ring's destroyed, and liberation comes then on March 25th, which, which is, is the traditional date of 
the incarnation, right? Of course, wow. it's, the, it's the incarnation, but also Good Friday. That's also the that's the wow. that's the day of Good Friday, right? Yes. yes. So it's all sort of stamped with this uh, this pattern of Christ's life, beautiful, which we draw from the prayer and the seasons of the church. Well, I wish and we that, had more just, time to do this. I really do because now you're really fascinating me here. But okay, how do we take this course? What do we do? So you. So you'd go to stpaulcenter.com, okay. and you sign up for Emmaus Academy. Uh, there's a 14-day free trial, so you can sign up for the free trial and mm-hmm. take the course. And then there are all sorts of other great courses on theology and scripture and the magisterium that you can check out there while you're there as well. Wonderful, wonderful. I have a feeling we're going to have you back, Dr. Ben Reinhardt. I appreciate you joining us and uh, wishing you the rest of a happy Advent and a Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for the time, and uh, same to you. God bless. All right. That's fascinating. Yes. That's amazing. I did not know that. Yeah. Very cool. To think that's how you got his works started. All these revelations, especially today of all days. How cool is that? And the the, the spiritual undertones within uh, all his uh, creativeness. Oh, yeah. You can can see that. Mm -hmm. That's right. All right. Well, let's wrap up with a prayer. This day is over with for us on Wake Up. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. O God, who for the defense of the Catholic faith made the priest, St. Peter Canisius, strong in virtue and in learning, grant through his intercession that those who seek the truth may joyfully find you, their God, and that your faithful people may persevere in confessing you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you to Jeff Blackwell, our audio director, and Karen Cotton, our video technical director, for making us look and sound so amazing for today's show. Just a little programming update. We will not be broadcasting Wake Up tomorrow, but we will return after our very much long and needed break with family on Thursday, January 4th. Have a wonderful rest of your Advent and a blessed Christmas to you and your family. Thank you and God bless. is a production of Catholic Community Media.